natural pure pure freak freak pure freak First time I hear Soul Glow, I'm at work. Producing a piece for NPR Music. One of the team's music nerds, Lars Gottrich, has chosen Soul Glow's Diaspora Problems as an album of the month pick. Me, I'm just the guy that presses play. The ringmaster. I know nothing about Soul Glow. Only the band name reference, which I already assumed to be ironic. Easiest one, two, three. Just love yourself. Lars is one of a few folks in NPR music who takes pride in eccentric tastes that span infinite genres. And so when I hear the first few bars of the song Jump, I'm not surprised by the heaviness. But eight seconds in, there's a big surprise. What vocalist Pierce Jordan is doing here is an art. The ability to cram so much thought, nuance, cadence, and rhythm into the tight spaces created by his bandmates, all at breakneck speed. And within seconds, I'm reminded of the first time I heard Mike Patton singing Mr. Bungle, Dennis Lixon in Refused, Phil Anselmo in Pantera. I'm immediately smitten. Throughout Soul Glow's fourth album, Pierce Jordan's vocal stylings, if you will, elevate the band. He drops the N-word across diaspora problems with deliberate abandon. I know this because as soon as the taping is over, I head to Bandcamp to find out more about Soul Glow, to listen to the whole album, this time while reading the lyrics, a practice I admit I otherwise have little time for. Philly-based band mixes elements of hardcore, punk rock, rap rock, grindcore, and hip-hop. A fiery concoction that makes Soul Glow distinctive. It's a challenge to engage me nowadays. To engage anyone. There's so much noise, so many options. But here I am, engaged. And it all leads to my quest to engage Soul Glow for episode 125 of the Independent Minded Podcast. Vocalist Pierce Jordan, along with bassist Gigi and drummer T.J. Stevenson talk to me about representing Philadelphia, their punk rock roots, suffering for their art, and puffing the magic dragon. Could you tell me if you just saw a dragon pass by? Speaking of which, this album starts with a bong hit. Let's kick things off with the album opener Gold Chain Punk, then my conversation with Soul Glow right here on Independent Minded. Come on, let's blaze. Talk 
talk about all the bullshit that they do. Soul Glow's Diaspora Problems made a lot of critics' best of lists in 2022. And the band, now backed by legendary punk label Epitaph Records, finds themselves on the precipice of greater success. Personally, it's definitely blown past expectations in a big way. I don't think I could have seen this coming. That's drummer TJ Stevenson. TJ, bassist Gigi, and vocalist Pierce Jordan make up Soul Glow's current lineup, a project that began in earnest in 2014. It just took a lot of experience and life being lived in germination, seeing like the strengths of like the individuals I'm doing this shit with. I felt like it was possible for a long time. Soul Glow embarked on a massive co-headlining tour at the end of last year. Prior to that, they opened for My Chemical Romance on the band's reunion tour, playing a 20,000-seat arena in North Carolina. What if I was just like, oh yeah, no, playing play with my chemical romance is totally normal. Like every day I'm just like thinking about what, what new, you know, it's like whatever. I go to the grocery store, I play with my chemical romance, it's like whatever. Like, no, that shit was fucking surreal. But <laughs> like, <laughs> like that, that shit specifically was like the kind of thing that you can't really ever even make up in your head. I thought I was going to die. I thought I was going to have a heart attack that day. <laughs> and then I set the kid up and I was like, oh, it's really fine. In the true spirit of DIY punk rock, the band made their latest album mostly by themselves, with bassist Gigi mostly at the controls. Basically got everyone together in a hot-ass room in the summer, in the warehouse, <laughs> had the band play the songs multiple, multiple times until we were all happy, or at least I was happy in some way with how the songs were structured and the tempos for each song. There was a lot of warping the tracks and me being like, yo, y'all fuck with this and then being like, yeah, sure. And people getting upset because they had to do it over and over and over again. But it was fun. 
I guess. Not really. It was frustrating, but I understand the purpose of it. You know what I mean? It's like it's like when you get like personally challenged to do something, and you're like, I fucking hate this, but like I understand why it has to happen. That's what it was like. The dudes in Soul Glow, they're not small. And sitting behind the kit, playing at a furious pace in a concrete room with no air conditioning in the middle of summer, had Soul Glow's drummer suffering for his art. And it was like, all right, we're going to do like, like the 10th take of this. And it's like, okay. Like, I feel like I'm going to die, but okay. Gigi says the torturous conditions were more circumstantial than intentional. You know, we just worked with what we had at the time where we didn't have much. <laughs> A familiar hallmark of independent artists. Well, it's crazy because Gigi's completely self-taught. And it's just like the recording of the vocals was like pretty much every other vocal recording experience that I've had. So like, which was just like, you know, I'm just in a room screaming until I, until I get a fucking migraine. There's like a lot of words on the album, as I think a lot of people know. And, and so it's like, you know, he was like very uh, strict about making sure I went on time with everything, but like that's what it required. You know what I'm saying? It's like we all was just in there. We, got a, we, got, we had a job to do. Got to get it done. There's a lighter side to Soul Glow. Music videos that are fun and goofy. It's like, you know, it's just like the music is like hella serious. And like, I feel like for like a time, like people, I feel like we're kind of scared of us and like didn't really like know how to like relate to us as people didn't know like how to feel secure and like their enjoyment of the music. And I'm just like, not really necessarily doing it for our audience but more so for like my own enjoyment of this shit and of being a performer i want people to feel a little bit more at ease Even though I'm still going to be slapping them up emotionally, like, I just need people to be ready to be a little bit more receptive to it. You can do that with humor. Before Soul Glow became Soul Glow, Pierce noticed a lot of screamo bands coming through Philly. But there was no local act representing that scene. Pierce saw a void that needed to be filled. So he started setting up shows in neighborhood garages to shout and sweat in. Other players entered and exited the fold, friends and fill-ins, until the current lineup finally stuck. With this band specifically, it's like sticking your foot into a tornado. That's, you know, that's what happened. They both got, like, they got sucked up. Gigi just jumped in. Pierce didn't encounter any tornadoes growing up in suburban Maryland. But those times don't bring back many fond memories either. A very isolating experience, mostly, especially as, like, a, as, a, as a young black kid. <laughs> You know, being like a geek and being into rock music really didn't help my case, and I was annoying, so. In 
Maryland, music was young Pierce's most constant companion. And the heavier and more hyperactive it was, the more it helped him deal with his anxiety. My parents were kind of strict when I was a kid, and I wasn't really like able to go to like a lot of shows and stuff, so it was just like a lot of built-up desire. There were exceptions. It was during those formative years that Pierce discovered the Purple One, a game-changing moment. It was the first concert I ever went to, really, really deeply affected me. I feel like I owe dude several debts that I can never repay. I liked Prince when I was young. I liked hair metal too. Don't judge, not all of it. Only like Bon Jovi and White Lion. Then a friend lent me his copy of Master of Puppets. It felt like leveling up, like a graduation. Young Gigi had a similar experience talking to his cousin's fiance about music. She was like, what do you listen to? And I was like, I listen to like Good Charlotte and shit. And she was like, you want to listen to some real shit? And she put on the used self-titled album and I was like, bruh. This shit is crazy. And then, and then she was like, my brother's playing a show in a shed. You want to go? And I was like, yo. Then there's the drummer. His dad turned him on to hardcore. But why did TJ Stevenson choose to pick up the sticks? I don't know why I picked drums. It's like, because they're sick. Because they're fucking sick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Facts. It's like, it really is. Like, they're sick as fuck. Everyone's like, like, like when, you, when you play drums and you're like halfway good at it, you're like, yo, this is insane. If I practice drums for long enough, I can start like lighting shit on fire with my mind. The music these guys make together is fierce, but the words are fiercer. Pierce tackles themes of mental illness, racism, violence, abuse, the perils of being a black man in America. On diaspora problems, it's all spewed and sputtered, wailed and bellowed with precision. And it's all fueled by a passion all the members of Soul Glow share. What is marijuana's role in this band? You know, camaraderie, writing, performing. Is it an unofficial member of this band? All of the above. It is the <laughs> unofficial member. Yeah, I mean, definitely. <laughs> like you know, and like you know, in cool, in cool Runnings, like they have the bobsled. Weed is the bobsled for us. Psycho man, what you smoking? I'm not smoking. I'm breathing. It's like Popeye with the spinach, you know what I mean? Like, it just makes me stronger and better. (laughs) 
Yeah, there have been huge strides made in marijuana reform, but it still comes with a social stigma. Bad for your voice, bad for your throat, bad for your brain, bad for your work ethic. The work ethic thing is funny to me because I'll be looking at that as a result of, of like a hundred years of propaganda, our society being crafted in a way to treat any human problem that a person can have that uh, interferes with their ability to provide for the state or to produce for the state. It's like a moral failing. Coasting on the wings of weed, Soul glows back on the road. This year stops at Coachella, adjacent music festival in Atlantic City, plus festival dates in the UK and Germany in the summer. A far cry from those Philly garage shows Pierce was playing almost a decade ago. A lot of, you know, niggas in hardcore bands like to act like very tough. And like, I'm not like a bitch either, like, don't get me wrong. But like, <laughs> like it's like, it's like, like this, this music can be used to show many different sides of the human experience. It's at its best when it does that, when people are going beyond what sounds like just angry music. I want to do this kind of music because it speaks to me, but also because it's a challenging vehicle to try to get people out of their own way and to like really look farther and more deeply into a person's expression of themselves. Indie artists, punk artists, the anger, the frustrations typically aren't a pose. I'm very used to being dehumanized on a lot of levels. And I'm very used to not having, like, my whole sense of self recognized. It's like the whole point, right, is to be, like, creative with how you support these things. And it's like punk is supposed to be about really being subversive in, like, this, like, society that is all of these negative things, all of these isms. And it's, but it's like, you know, what are we really doing if we're not still challenging our listener? And the city of Philadelphia has played its part in Soul Glow's evolution. Some days it's harder than others. Philly is definitely a city with a chip on its shoulder, which just comes out in like every single thing we do. Uh, <laughs> like it's very hard to hide. <laughs> so you're made for the city in a way, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still, the guys in Soul Glow admire the city for its, shall we say, brotherly love. It's been once around the sun since the Aspera problem saw the light of day. Could new music be on the way? It's, it's about to be a full multimedia experience. We're putting some stuff in the fridge to marinate. You know what I'm saying? We got, we, we got the ingredients together. And we're talking to other suppliers, you know, bringing in fresh, locally sourced uh, ingredients, farm to table. You know what I'm saying? Making sure it's like you know, no microplastics in it. You know what I'm saying? No preservatives, nothing like that. Got to make sure it's like fresh and organic, like fucking like how mom was eating. You know what I mean? Like back when the niggas, like back when there was actually regulations and shit from the government. You know what I'm saying? 
Like we really, we really about to like motherfuckers is really gonna keep keep nourished. Wait, what? There's a whole food pyramid, you know what I'm saying? That you gotta that you gotta adhere to. There's all types of different, you know, vitamins that you get from vegetables and fruits and you know poultry and fish and then you had you have like a little bit of sweets at the top you know what i'm saying and you got bread at the bottom but it's like you gotta have all of it to be well nourished and that's what we're trying to make that's what we're about to make sure is going to happen for you know people who are interested in what we're doing And when you say multimedia experience, well, they say they, they, people say like, "Oh, yo, this is about to be a movie." You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. oh, this is about to be a multimedia experience. That's that means that's, so many different things to me, though. Is it like a CD-ROM that you're going to put out, or is it? Uh... <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm speaking metaphorically mostly, but um... okay, I kind of figured as much when you went into the food pyramid rant. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, as <laughs> well. A soul glow floppy disk would be pretty punk rock. Diaspora Problems is out now on Epitaph Records. Find out more about the band and buy their music at soulglowphl.bandcamp.com. Big thanks to Gigi, TJ, and Pierce for the time and the inspiring conversation. Listen to more episodes of Independent Minded, leave a kind review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever the hell you're listening to this on right now. Get in touch at ron at baldfreak.com and follow along on Poison Media at Bald Freak Music. And let's all bow down to our sponsor, Mackie. This podcast is in its 11th year. It's a labor of love. I don't run programmed ads, and so Mackie remains our title sponsor and allows me to keep the power on so you, my friends, can have an uninterrupted orgasmic listening experience. Not to mention that I use Mackie's mixers, accessories, and microphones to help make this award-winning podcast. Mackie touches every corner of the creative space with a full range of live sound solutions, microphones, studio, and live mixers. They got headphones, in-ear monitors, podcasting tools, amplification and processing, and more. Mackie continues to bring the next generation of tools to the next generation of creatives, or in my case, the former generation. No matter your generation, if you got a dream of making audio, Mackie's here to help you realize it. Find out more at Mackie.com. God bless you, Mackie. Next time on Independent Minded, Nashville rockabilly singer Jane Rose catches my eye and my ears as the surprise opening act from one of pop music's legendary performers. Please welcome our very charming guest host, Mr. Corey Feldman, ladies and gentlemen. Corey! Yeah! How you doing? All right.